I hope y'all are doing well this morning. For those of you I don't know, my name's Todd, and uh, I'm glad that you are here. I'm the lead pastor. Glad that you're here this morning. Um, if it's your first time or if you haven't been with us in a while, uh, just to bring you up to speed, we are in a series uh, called Think Global. And uh, we are here this morning, and I'm joined by uh, a whole group of people here on stage. And uh, I want to introduce them first, and we'll start down at the end. Um, this is uh, John Eve. He is the director of our church, uh, or our uh, partner, uh, called Row Kids, who you just heard about. And you'll hear more from him just a mo- in just a moment. And this is a group of uh, five from our Belize team this past summer. And uh, we've got uh, Liz Fisher right here, Jill Dowler. Uh, we've got Alex Pastilli, who is our summer student ministry coordinator this summer. Way to go, Alex. And uh, Haley uh, Hyatt and her dad, Chuck Hyatt. And so why don't you give them all this morning a big warm welcome. We, uh, we are in this series called Think Global, and uh, we are in week three. So far, what we've done is, is we have heard from one of our ministry partners, No Hungry Children, who uh, help uh, feed children in Nairobi, Kenya, Africa. And with what is going on in Africa right now and how it's gotten even worse in the two weeks since they've been here, uh, what a great opportunity for us to partner with them and uh, continue to be pray, praying for uh, Brandon and Kim Smith as uh, they uh, help raise money for kids uh, over in Africa. Last week, uh, I gave a message about just uh, the first church and how the gospel message in really those that kind of second part, the second section of Acts, the gospel just reverberated out through the rest of the world. And I challenged those of you who call yourselves Christ followers to not stop the advance of the gospel. That we as Christ followers have a mission, and our mission is to help advance the gospel. And that includes you, and it includes me. And so we're here today, we're coming to week three, and um, we've got John Eve, and uh, John is the founder of Row Kids, John and his wife Sue, um, who is actually at Low Country today, uh, because they're celebrating a big uh, birthday party, their 20th anniversary. But John, um, we are glad to have you here today, man. Thank you. You've been a partner with us for quite a while. And uh, glad, glad to be here. Glad you're here, man. Thanks so much for being here. Hey, let's start today um, just by uh, telling us a little bit about Row Kids. Obviously, we saw the video, but tell us about Row Kids and, and what your mission is, what countries you're in, and, and what your mission is overall, John. Okay, and I only have a couple minutes, right? Uh, you've got enough time, man. We've got plenty of time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, Row Kids um, stands for Reaching Our World's Kids. Um, it got shortened to Row Kids when we put our website out there and our our email address, which was Row Kids, standing for Reaching Our World's Kids. Um, so um, a lot of people wanted to know what that meant. You know, you put them in boats and they row or what? Um, <laughs> we're reaching them for Christ. That's the, our main goal was reaching them for Christ, to share the gospel with them in places that they may not be hearing it. Um, and um, we do that through education, through safe water, and through uh, health. Absolutely. And and. How did this begin, John? I mean, you're you're a businessman here on Hilton Head. Uh, I think a, a real estate agent, if I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken. How did this get birthed? I mean, how did this all start with you and Sue? Where did the vision come from? Well, it, I don't want to scare anyone off from signing up back there today, but um, <laughs> <laughs> this is. A, I always tell everybody it's a mission trip uh, that uh, on steroids uh, that went crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was um, we were attending church at. Uh, St. Andrew by the Sea, just down the road here, and they wanted to go on their first ever uh, mission trip, international trip. Mm. So I, uh, my wife and I, just told them that we would lead them uh, on that trip. 
And God had uh, different plans than we did. We were going to go to Guyana and help build an AIDS clinic with a a Methodist pastor there. And uh, two months before we left, they threw him out of the country. Um, So I had 28 people that were fully funded, ready to go. Wow. And, and nowhere to go. Uh, they told us that they could get us down river, but they couldn't guarantee our safety wow. once we they got us there. So uh, sounds like a movie, first, John. Yeah, my very first mission trip that I ever led. Wow. I didn't want to do that, so uh, we backed up and um, and we put it out that we were looking for somewhere that needed 28 people uh, ready to go and serve. And um, of course, the United Methodist Church came up with five ideas for us. Mm. And I had a friend that knew a man that was running an organization out of in, in, uh, uh, Atlanta. And um, he called him. And he said, um, I was just in this little village called Billy White in Belize, and no one is there helping them, and they desperately need help. Mm. So the team prayed about it for two weeks, came back. And even though we were going to have help in all those other places, um, they uh, had prayed, and God put it on everyone's heart that we would go to Billy White. How about that? So Sue got on the Internet, and we found a place to stay. Uh, we found someone that would come and meet us at the airport, and they, dro- they helped us get to the hotel, and then we were on our own. Wow. And uh, we just went on faith, and, mm-hmm. and uh, God took care of us. Um, that's a long story short. Um, when we came home, Sue and I said, it can't be just an eight-day trip. We had to do something for these 60 children in this little school uh, because we knew that what was keeping them in poverty was lack of education. So we started to take that on, and yeah. that row kids came from that. Row kids came from that. And so, you know, God obviously ordered your steps. They ordered the steps of those who went on that very first trip. Um, and, and you just mentioned something. You mentioned the schools. Um, describe, if you would, the, the and, and specifically in Belize, because you've already begun to talk about Belize, describe the education system. Describe what it's like as, as a student in Belize and what you very quickly realized was an area that you could have an inroad for the gospel. Sure. Um, the government in Belize, like most governments in Central and South America uh, and many other places in the world, uh, they say that they educate their children through um, primary school. Uh, in, in Belize, they use the European system, so they call it standard six, mm-hmm. uh, which would be like our eighth grade. Uh, what they mean by that is they provide them with teachers. And the teachers are usually people who have graduated high school and have no degree. Um, and that's uh, their extent of providing education for their kids. The first school that we went to, Billy White, when we re- arrived there, there were 60 children in the school building. The building was falling down. They had four, three teachers um, eight classes, and they had uh, most kids had a little stub of a pencil, something we would throw away, mm. and six kids would share that. One would write wow. down an answer and pass it to the next one. Wow. Uh, they had wow. no, uh, they had one math book and one English book for each one of the s- classrooms, mm. and the teachers would have to handwrite their lessons mm. every night. So, uh, um, no reading books, no nothing, mm. uh, no su- papers, no supplies. So education was really non-existent. You can't learn in those conditions. Um, and that's what we found there. And uh, God put it on our heart that we needed to help that little school. Mm. Uh, we didn't know at the time that uh, that was just where he was starting us out. We didn't realize at the time that it was going to be those 60 kids mm. and five other countries. That's amazing. Incredible what God's done in a relatively short period of time. Um, John, tell us, uh, you know, what, what your next step was, because I know in Belize, um, you did some pretty bold things in terms of education um, over the next few years. Tell us a little bit about that, because you've really, you really identified, once you saw in these villages, 
um, that education was, was really the key. And uh, man, tell us a little bit about that, what you did over the course of these next few years then. Well, one of the things that we wanted to do was get the government more involved. Um, so the, the first year we were there uh, working, they were getting ready to have their election for a new prime minister. Mm. Uh, so we made a, vid a, vili I'm sorry, a video of what was going on out in the rural schools that there was no learning happening and it was because the government wasn't helping them. Um, so we made this video and I took it, went to Belmopon, which is the capital, and had a meeting with the cabinet and the prime minister and we showed him the video. And immediately he said, you're never to show that again. I said, well, it's already on YouTube. <laughs> you know, it's already up That's there. That's kind of the whole ask uh, forgiveness instead of permission yeah, thing, yes, John. Yeah, yeah. okay, You, got, you yeah. know that's the way I work. <laughs> I, I ask for forgiveness, not so, permission. So if you missed that, I just want to clarify, he was visiting with the prime minister of the country. So anyway, that was right. uh, interesting and told him, oops, sorry, it's yeah. already out there. And I said, you know, uh, we t I told him, I said, uh, we're willing to help and work with you. Yeah. You take all the credit. We don't want any of it. Mm. Um, we give all the glory to God for what we're doing. Um, and maybe you'll, it'll help you with your reelection if you decide to take <laughs> on these little schools and, and help these children. And he told me that uh, he would have me arrested if I ever showed it again or whatever. <laughs> so I left there and I went to his opposition, the guy that was running against him, uh, and I gave the video to him. He got elected by a landslide. <laughs> Um, did, then, he hi did he hire you as, your, as his campaign manager? No, That's what I no, want to no. know. He's afraid when I come to this office. <laughs> um, but since then, uh, his promise for me, to me for giving him that information mm -hmm. uh, was that he would provide uh, textbooks for every child in the country. Wow. wow. Uh, and wow. The, the students that were out in the rural areas, they had to get to the main cities in order to go to high school. Mm. Uh, we were paying for them to ride the buses. Uh, he's now providing transportation for those children to get to, into the cities to go to the high school and then into the university. Um, and he also is giving all high school students their first and second year, he's giving them $300 Belize towards mm. their tuition wow. every year. Wow. So, um, but we're building buildings. That's incredible, absolutely. Now, that, uh, thank mm. you very much, but every bit of that belongs to God. I, I know it's not me, yeah. it's not possible for me to yeah. do what he did. He just gave me the words, he, he gave me the feet and the hands. He um, and he's doing all this magnificent stuff. Um, Row Kids now, we just fill, I just totaled it up for the uh, for my board, um, and uh, right now God is affecting the lives of over uh, twenty six thousand people in the mm. in the country of Belize alone. Wow! Uh, for those sixty, God said yes, sixty. I bet He was laughing when I said sixty. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so it, He's doing amazing things there. Uh, and, and, um, and Hilton Head Island Community Church has been a big part of that over yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah. You've taken a little school that was exactly like I found that yeah. school in San Marcos, uh, and you've been providing them with uh, support. Uh, they have a classroom now that they don't have to meet outside in. Um, and it's just been amazing the transition that this church and this congregation has had mm. uh, with, that God has been using you to transform this little village. It's fantastic, um, man. It's fantastic. We're so honored to be a part. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that, but he had a vision of 60, and God use, has used him so far and, and row kids to affect 26,000 people. Um, Hilton Head Allen Community Church, that is thinking global. And so that's what God does for us sometimes is when we have a vision, um, he'll expand it. And uh, now tell us a little bit about... I used, I used to pray the Jabez prayer. Yes. Which asks for your territory expanded. Yeah. I stopped. You stopped praying. <laughs> 
You know, you guys um, are really using education um, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, but you're also using water. Tell us briefly about the water part of what you guys do. Yeah, it's amazing uh, to think that 80% of the people in the, uh, on the face of this earth do not have access to safe water. Wow. wow. We go to the faucet, we turn it on, and we expect it. And we expect it to be safe and clean. Yeah. There's a difference between clean mm. and safe. Yeah. yeah. Just because it looks clear doesn't mean that it isn't that it's safe. <laughs> yeah. um, that uh, we have uh, partnered with an organization, a Christian organization in Charleston, uh, called Water Missions International, mm. and they make a water system that makes 7,200 gallons a day mm. of clean, safe water. Mm. Uh, so we buy their systems, they ship them into the country's forests, and then we install mm. them. Um, it's an amazing um, thing because we take the, the system there and two people get a full-time job that may not have had a job before, the operator that we train and then the delivery guy. And we deliver it in five-gallon buckets to their homes and they pay um, whatever they can afford. And if they can't, if they can't afford it, we give it to them. Um, and, but it's not only the safe water, but we also deliver the living water because our operators are Christian men and they deliver a gospel message in writing with every bucket. So every time they deliver, another gospel message awesome. is being delivered with it. So it's the living water and the safe water. It's incredible, man. 7,200 awesome. gallons a day. 7,200 It's like a giant day. pool filter. That's amazing. That's incredible. And then, the, the, you know, you mentioned it, but kind of the uh, side effect of that is jobs, providing jobs in an area where jobs are scarce and uh, poverty is not. Yes. And uh, so, John, um, thank you so much for all that you're doing. Tell us real quickly, because um, I, I want to interview those who have been to, to Belize, but tell us some of the other countries you're in, um, you know, because okay. you're not just in Belize. No, we're, um, Belize is where we started. Uh, we also work in Guatemala, mm -hmm. doing the same thing there, and in Jamaica, mm -hmm. uh, same thing there. So a lot of these, all that video that you saw was all shot on mission trips. Yeah. Uh, those are actual kids that we're working with uh, and actual teams. Um, and then, uh, so Jamaica, Guatemala, we work here in the United States with the Native Americans um, because uh, we can't work in the public schools because I won't not say the name of Christ, uh, so therefore I have to go where I can. So wow. that's with the Native Americans wow. uh, here in the U.S. And then um, God has put one more on our heart, mm. uh, and we've been working for a year and a half now setting it up in Nairobi, Kenya, yeah. where your yeah. other partner is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll be working there with uh, young ladies who are sold off uh, by their fathers mm -hmm. after they reach, um, um, you know, Teenage like 14, years. 13, yeah. 14 years old wow. for a cow wow. to someone wow. that's uh, 60, 70 years old. Wow. He can marry as many times as he wants. She can only marry once. Wow. He dies, and she's on the street with two or three kids wow. and with no training. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're bringing education to them. We're bringing wow. the word of Jesus Christ about yeah. who, they, who they are in Christ. That's awesome. And they're a lot worth a lot more than a cow, and that's what yeah. we're trying to get across. Oh, that's to. awesome, man. That um, is great. So it's uh, probably in the next 12 months we'll be ready to start uh, moving teams in there. That's great, man. Fantastic. Yeah. We're excited for you. We are honored to be partnering with you, and um, thank you so much. I'm going to come back to you at the end and ask how we can pray for you, but you can hand the mic over to Liz. This summer, um, I was privileged to lead a team uh, into uh, one of the villages uh, that was really a, a kind of a newer village uh, for you, uh, San Marcos. In fact, last year we had a team that went to San Marcos, and um, they helped out and uh, helped build a classroom. That classroom you 
spoke about. And then we came in and uh, we helped finish it. But t Liz, tell us a little bit about um, what our mission was. It wasn't just that. Um, tell us a little bit about what we did, what we were supposed to accomplish, and what our mission was as we uh, got on that plane to go to Belize together. Tell us a little bit about that. Good morning. Um, I'm Liz. I'm a seventh grade teacher, and I was so honored to be a part of this team. And um, Todd had asked me to kind of help set up the second half of what our mission trip was. Obviously, in the morning, we helped spackle and cement <laughs> part of the, the There may the be classroom. pictures of that here in a minute with yeah. all of us covered in most of the fun. spackle ended up in our hair, didn't it? Yeah, so it was, yeah. It was fun. And then in the afternoon, we actually worked with the kids and kind of ran a little um, vacation Bible school with the kids. So we just had a great time with them. We really mm. just got to know them, built relationships with them, spread, you know, the message of Jesus Christ. And it was just amazing. That, that was really the mission. The mission was to build relationships. And I loved what John Eve said is that we weren't there to build the structure. We were there to build the relationships yeah, with the kids. Absolutely. So. That's awesome. Um, Chuck, you, uh, you and Haley uh, were there and uh, you guys raised money to go and, and God used you. Tell me what your, what were your impressions of Belize? What was kind of the lasting impression that you had of our time there? The, the lasting impression would be for us how we take day-to-day -day things for granted. Yeah. Um, simple luxuries that, especially living here on Hilton Head, um, and these people have basically nothing, yeah. no running water. Um, the houses, we drive in a bus and we're seeing people outside around a barrel bathing, outside yeah. naked, yeah. bugs, dogs. It, it's, it's heart-wrenching, it really is. Um, so just to be able to, to give back some of what the Lord has given us and take it to the next level yeah. is, is what sticks with me and, um, and it will. And that's why we're gonna return. I know my daughter and I are going back, um, not only this fall, but next summer. So yeah, um, yeah that's, that's it, you have to experience, you have to see it, and then it makes you appreciate everything that you have. You know, in a, in a trip like this, I'm going to ask Haley this question. A trip like this, when you go, um, you, you go there to serve, um, like Chuck talked about and, and like Liz talked about. But often uh, when you're there, um, you, you'll have your own personal aha moment. You'll have your own God moment. Um, Haley, tell me um, from your perspective, what did you learn? What did God teach you um, while you were there in Belize? Well, um, God taught me just to, like, I learned how to appreciate everything I have, like, and all the, the kids there that we were with, they had, like, they didn't have a lot, and they would just come, and they would run to you, they would hug you, they would laugh, they would say, I love you the first day they met you, and they, God just taught me to appreciate everything I have, because I'm really lucky. That's awesome. Isn't that incredible? What great perspective. Um, that, uh, you know, we, we had, my daughter went, um, she, uh, she didn't like being on stage. So she's back in, uh, in Ignite right now, but um, she, uh, she went and she learned some of the same things. And wow, her perspective just so expanded. It just, it just blossomed. Um, Jill, tell me, um, what was your impression? Uh, just your lasting impression. What was kind of your takeaway about the, about the country and about the people and uh, maybe some of their needs there, even spiritually, too. What was your kind of takeaway, Jill? Well, my first impression was that I'm so blessed to be able to 
joined this group. Uh, mm -hmm. I joined late. My daughter and I, my 18-year-old, asked me to go. And my first reaction was, no, I can't do that. I'm too busy. <laughs> but uh, when we got to Belize, I realized how blessed we really are, but how happy, <clears throat> excuse me, how happy they are mm -hmm. with what they have. And uh, they all know Christ, and they were happy to hear about it, happy to share it. And uh, John also gave us permission to not only go there and work, like Liz said, and, and build a structure, but work on ourselves, not just us with the kids or the townspeople. But he gave us permission to be there for us and our relationships with Christ. And, you know, it was a great experience. Mm -hmm. It was life-changing. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Fantastic. Alex, how about you, man? You're, you were there. Um, you you uh, had, had not been uh, there before. What, what did God teach you, man? What was your take home just personally? You know, what, what was the thing that you learned um, and that you can take home from your time there? Um, well, God definitely taught me uh, a lot of things uh, on the Belize trip. Uh, one, probably most importantly, uh, he, he really taught me patience and uh, yeah. not like patience with the kids and the kids were phenomenal. Uh, we loved every minute with them, uh, but just patience with, uh, you know, maybe uh, the day got started late because of weather, you know, maybe uh, the yeah. day got cut yeah. short late because of weather, uh, you know, not getting frustrated, you know, uh, John always tells us don't, don't get caught up uh, on the, on the building, on the, on the project, it, you know, it's really about the relationship, uh, so just being able to, you know, go with the flow, so to speak, and uh, be able to, if, you know, that day is going to be all about being with the kids and growing uh, relationships uh, with them and their relationship with Christ, uh, you know, knowing that uh, that's more important uh, than the project at times. And so he really taught me patience. It's awesome, man. It's fantastic. I'm going to go back to Liz for a second. Liz, um, a lot of people, when they think of Belize, um, they think of a cruise ship stop. Um, and we didn't see that at all, did we? No. No. <laughs> um, it was beautiful, though. It, I mean, was. it was. absolutely breathtaking. Absolutely beautiful. T tell us, you know, your impressions of the country, you know, that in those first hours that you were there. And then I also want you, and I'm, I know I didn't ask this beforehand, but tell me what you're going to be doing as a follow-up, because I think that's pretty neat, what you're doing as a teacher, as a follow-up. So tell them a little bit about that. Um, well, my first impression, obviously, you know, we met as a team before we went, and John tried to prepare us as much as he could, and we kind of all talked about our preconceived notions going down there, and obviously we knew it was going to be hot and muggy, and but we, we, you can't prepare for what like the stir, I guess, inside of you when you when you actually see firsthand and 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 hug those kids, or you just are on the bus and and you see people waving to you, and like Jill was saying, just the happiness. And um, there was so many moments when we would kind of circle up before lunch or at the end of the day and pray, and people would share out their their moments. And sometimes it was just the physical beauty around mm. us, just the the sheer, you know, magnitude of it pouring down rain and then the sun coming up and us being able to finish the job. Or, you know, we would joke and say mm -hmm. that God was just kind of giving us a little sprinkle because we were dripping with sweat and then it would <laughs> it would rain a little bit and it was kind of cool to play soccer yeah. in the rain and stuff. Yeah. Well, I didn't partake because I don't <laughs> play soccer. But, um, <laughs> we 
got Pele, we got Pele right here, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we played a lot of soccer. Every moment we could, we were playing soccer with them. That's true. And then I was really inspired um, because I, I'm a teacher and I uh, am a student council facilitator at Bluffton Middle School. Um, I just, like, the ideas just started coming when I was in Belize <laughs> and I started talking to John about how I want to get our kids involved. I mean, if they see these pictures and they, you know, see the videos and they just can kind of appreciate, start to appreciate what they do have as far as education goes here. And I've already um, worked with the teachers at my school. I spoke to the four teachers there. Just, I was so moved because these teachers are cutting letters out of tissue paper and they have nothing and they're mm. spending their own, own money, which I can relate to. But, um, <laughs> you know, they're just, they're giving everything that they have mm. to these kids and what they have is, is nothing. Mm. So I was really inspired and I've already um, mm. done a collection amongst the teachers at Bluffton Middle School for just supplies, you know, that we mm. have in our classroom, just random extras that we just have had in our closets for a couple years. And so we have quite a big amount uh, ready to be sent down in That's November. Awesome. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, our student council members have brainstormed about wanting to do a children's book drive, mm. um, bringing in books to send down there. And then they've also brainstormed um, having like a bake sale or some, si some sort of philanthropic event where they're just going to raise money and we're going to actually sponsor some kids. Um, That's awesome. Down there, incredible. So. I was just so proud of, of Liz and um, uh, many of the other team members because they're making a connection that's lasting. You know, they're not just going there for an experience that lasts, you know, seven days and just coming home and forgetting about it. But they're making a connection, um, and so I was so excited about the Liz. I wanted you to share that. And Haley, going back, you and your dad going back, um, it's just awesome. Um, listen, Hilton Head Island Community Church, we have a village in Belize, in the jungle, that we. Are sponsoring um, as a church and they need Jesus it's about 500 people in population and they're spread out it's not a village like you kind of typically think of they're spread out over miles and miles and these children walk miles to get to school and so I want to encourage you if you're here today and uh, you maybe want to be a part of, of going down there next summer um, sign up today. You can go visit. Um, John's got a table in the back. Darren's there. One of our own is, is back there. And um, you can sign up for more information. At this point, it's just informational only. But you can, uh, you can uh, sign up to find out more about how to share the love of God um, with a group of people that if John, if Roe Kids doesn't do it, then who will? And uh, that was the lasting impact I had. If we aren't a part of this, who's going to do it? Who's going to share the gospel message in this place? One last thing. I want, I want Chuck to share this. Hand the mic over to Chuck. This was really neat. The uh, first day that we got there, we had kind of an R&R &R day just to get our bearings, and uh, we went cave canoeing. And just real quick, after we went cave canoeing, we all got together and uh, gathered around in a circle. Tell them what we did and what happened, because it was a really neat God moment just right there to begin with. Tell them a little bit about that, Chuck. Okay, so we, we had had a good day, um, and in the middle of it, um, John had decided that we were going to have communion, just our, our mission group. And there were three of us who were with our daughters, me, Todd, and then Ken and Vivi Horup were with us. Um, so we're standing around in a circle, and we're having a prayer, and we're going to take communion. Well, each of the fathers are standing next to their daughter, and we're thinking, wow, this is going to be really, really cool, because we're going to get to serve our daughters communion. And it was Father's Day. And it was Father's Day. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't it, planned at all. And then 
So we're thinking, okay, John's going to start communion to the right, and it'll work out. We'll serve our daughter now. He threw a curveball. He went to the left. So in succession, each of our daughters served their father's communion on Father's, on Day. father's Day. So just, just the way it worked out, it was irony, but it was, it was pretty cool. That was a, a kickoff God moment right yeah, there. Yeah, it was. It really was. And that's the way these trips go, don't they, John? They really do go that way. John, Every how time. can we time. be praying for you guys, for Row Kids and for you and Sue? Can I take liberty just from a minute? Absolutely. Go right ahead. Okay. I'll tell you that in a second. I just wanted you to know that uh, a short-term mission trip like this is about you, the person who goes, who God puts on their heart to go. Uh, yes, we do a lot of good for the, the folks that we're going to serve uh, and that, but he also has something he wants to do inside of you. And they, yeah. they kept saying relationship. I kept telling them about relationship. And that's truly it. It's not about the bricks or the mortar or any of that. It's all about the relationship between you and Christ that's going to grow mm -hmm. while you're on that trip. You and the team that you went with, these guys can tell you that they're, they just have a special bond with each other yeah. now that they didn't have prior to it. Yeah. And also your relationship with the, fo the folks that you go to serve. Um, and if they would have came home and all they told you about was the building, which they've said very little about the building, um, but they've talked about the people and the relationships. That's what that's all about. Mm, that's um, awesome. And that's what your trip would be about if you go back there and sign up. Mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted you to, to know that. And that the big thing about sharing um, Christ. They hear the stories, they read, they can have the Bible stories read to them, but when a team like this goes into the village and then literally, and actually shows the love of Jesus Christ to them, they have a tangible thing that they can hold on to. That's why they come running up and they hug you and they say, I love you, because they're actually seeing Christ through each and every one of the members that go on the trip. Awesome, and, we, and we prepare you for that. Awesome. How can you pray for us? Yes. Um, we need, we just, um, for continued wisdom, and what it is that he is calling us to do, Absolutely. Uh, to keep ourselves out of his way, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, which is a main th is a big thing. Yeah. Um, I tried to go to Kenya ten years ago because mm -hmm. I wanted to. Uh, it didn't work, and I backed out. And I told the Lord that if you ever need me there, uh, I'm your servant. Uh, and a year and a half ago, he opened up a huge door. It's amazing. Uh, so just to listen to him, um, the wisdom to do that, the health. Uh, and uh, awesome. continue to bring me awesome teams like he sent from here. <laughs> well, that's right. great. We're so excited about being a partner with you, John. We're so excited. I'm going to pray for you in a moment. Uh, you know, when I think of Roe Kids and when I think of what John is doing in nations uh, all around the world, um, I think of, of a word, and that is hope. He's bringing hope. You heard it in the message. You saw it in the video. You've heard it today from a team that spent, ten, uh, spent seven days there. You've heard it from John. Um, that we bring hope. But I got to tell you this, Hilton Head Island Community Church, Jesus is the one that provides eternal hope. We can provide water. We can help provide jobs. We can go there for five days and meet some families and invest in them. But his message of love and of grace and of forgiveness means that he is the one that can provide lasting, eternal hope. And when I think of Roe Kids, I think of the fact that you guys are doing that. You're doing that. In the Caribbean, you're doing that in Central America, and I believe God's got an opportunity for you to do it in Africa as well. And I want to encourage you today, go back and visit his table, uh, sign up for more information if you're interested, but also if you're here today and you have never taken that step to put your hope for eternity in Jesus, I want you to see this verse. 
Jesus and Matthew had just healed someone, and he, he did it on a Sunday. And the religious leaders of the day, they were upset with Jesus. They did not like the fact that he worked on the Sabbath. He worked on a day that he wasn't supposed to work. Look what uh, Matthew records uh, as what happened after that in uh, Matthew 12, 15. He says, aware of this, by the way, they wanted to kill him. Those religious leaders wanted to kill Jesus. He said, "Aware, aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place and a large crowd followed him and he healed all who were ill and he warned them not to tell the others about him. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah hundreds of years earlier. Look at verse 19. He will not quarrel or cry out. No one will hear his voice in the streets. Verse 19. Verse 20. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out, till he has brought justice through to victory. And look at verse 21. And in his name, that's the name of Jesus, the nations will put their hope. John, you, and Sue are doing that through Row Kids. This group of people that you saw today, they brought that message. If you're here today and you're a Christ follower and you want to be a part of bringing that message to a place like Belize next year, June 13 through 20. But if you're here today and you've never accepted that hope, you can be one who accepts that hope. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that in just a moment. Would you bow in a word of prayer with me this morning? Father God, thank you so much for what you're doing through Row Kids. God, I thank you so much for what you did in the life of the team that went to Belize. God, 16 of us this past summer. And God, I thank you that we as a church get to, through our prayers and through our support and through our funding, we have the opportunity and the privilege to support Roe Kids because they are doing that. They are bringing the message of hope through Jesus Christ to the nations. And God, we're so privileged to be a part of that. And God, I pray in the strong name of Jesus for my friend John and for Sue. And God, I pray that you would give them wisdom and health God, that you would give them discernment and decision-making. And God, I pray for Roe Kids and for its impact all over the world. And God, I pray right now for those who may want to find out more information about uh, what it means to be on a short-term trip next year. And God, I pray that you would challenge us as a church to think global, to think big, to continue to advance the gospel, to not stop the message from spreading. And Father God, I pray for those who are here today who may not know you as their Savior. If you're in here today and you've never put, in your, put your hope in Jesus for eternal life, I want to let you know, I remember the day that I said yes to Jesus. And at that moment in time, in an instant, I put my hope in a Savior so that I could have eternal life with God. All my sins, past, present, and future, were forgiven. And if you're in here today and you've never put your faith and hope in Jesus with no music, with no fanfare, and all the eyes closed, if you want to put your faith and your hope in Jesus, I'm just going to pray a prayer, and I'm just going to invite you to pray it along silently in your heart with me. God, thank you so much for loving me. Loving me enough to die on a cross. And today, God, I put my trust in the fact that you died for me. Yes, you died for the whole world, but you loved me enough to die for me. And today I admit I mess up. I'm a sinner. And today I put my faith 
in you. If you prayed just that simple prayer in the quietness of this place, I'm just with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm just going to have you raise your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. Just raise your hand. Amen. I see you back there. Anyone else? A few in the back. To my left, to my right. I see you. Anyone else today? Raise your hand up high so I can see it. Father, I thank you for those who said yes to you today, that they have a new hope. They have eternal hope, God, that you gave them so long ago. Thank you so much for the love that you gave us, for the love that you gave for the nations, for the love that you gave for San Marcos, Belize. And I thank you so much for a guy like John and a lady like Sue who love you enough to give back to you, Father. Thank you so much for our partnership as a church with them. And I pray this all in the strong name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen, amen. Well, I'm so glad that you are here today. Hey, I want to celebrate something. Um, you all got an email last week if you're a part of Hilton Head Island Community Church. And uh, you received an email last week about our financial situation and how it's been down for quite some time. And I don't know if you noticed today, but in your worship folder, you all responded in a strong way. And we had an offering that was $23,000 last week, and I cannot tell you how much that helped out. So thank you. <laughs> Praise the Lord for that. And let me encourage you on this. He's using you to help our church. He's helping you to help the ministry that happens right here in Hilton Head. But a dime of every dollar goes into an account that helps people like John and Sue with Roe Kids and helps some of these folks go on a trip. And I want to encourage you to continue to give. In fact, um, I've put out, and you got an email yesterday, a 90-day challenge from October 1 through the end of the year. If you are part of Hilton Head Island Community Church and you don't tithe, I've been there. I understand what that's like, but I don't want you to miss the joy of tithing. So I want you to take the 90-day challenge, no commitment cards, just you and God. Give for 90 days, and here's my commitment to you. If God doesn't take care of your needs, and he will, your church will give you back your tithe after 90 days. So I want to encourage you, if you are not tithing, start the practice, start the discipline of tithing. It is an amazing thing, giving 10% back to God. You can do that online. You can do it through the app. It's fantastic. Or you can do it here in our giving station as you leave today. Thank you so much for being here. Why don't you stand up this morning? I'm so glad that you've been here. Go visit John's table in the back. See John and see Darren. And greet some of these guys that went to Belize this summer. Thank you so much for being here. Grace and peace be with you. See you next Sunday, everyone.